0: It's Val and Jim, and this is Metamorphosis Podcast. We started this podcast to help you believe that as you journey through life and face challenges and opportunities to grow, you always have choices, you're never stuck, and you always have power.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't always feel that way. And sometimes we need a little more help getting our feelings back into alignment with truth. We love talking about our favorite tools, essential oils, to make growth and the journey of self-discovery a lot more fun, because let's face it, emotions can get messy, change can be scary, and our own mind can betray us if we're not aware of the thoughts that limit us and influence our habits and beliefs.
0: We are fascinated by the body and how we're intelligently designed. One of our favorite verses is Psalm 139, 14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and my soul knows it full well. The more you understand about how the mind and body work together and how tools from nature are there to support us, the more powerful you feel about the transformation and change that is all part of growing into the life you deserve and truly want to live.
1: And so this series, we're going to be going into how our body is always giving us signals, kind of like warning lights on the dash of a car. Our spirit holds this original blueprint of health and harmony, but the flow of communication from our spirit gets blocked when the thoughts and emotions aren't expressed or handled appropriately. So where are the signals? What are the red flags? How do we know when we are off course or out of alignment?
0: Our thoughts and emotions, when they're not in alignment with our highest self or the original blueprint of our truest self, the spirit... They'll send signals via the nervous system to stop certain body processes, cause tension, or create stress hormones that over time lead to chronic health issues and inflammation. If we learn to be sensitive and listen to what our body is telling us, we can get clues about the thoughts and beliefs that go against what our spirit knows to actually be true. These signs show us our misalignments with the truth and where we may be working against our design. And when we do that, it stills our peace and keeps us trapped in overwhelming fear. It keeps us running to vices like food and habits that don't serve us. And it ultimately keeps us blind to our true purpose and sense of power.
1: So, to make this a little more tangible, we are mapping out different energy centers of the body, sometimes called chakras, and their emotional, mental, and physical connections. We love how interconnected our mind and body are. And to celebrate that, we're going to talk you through how you can pinpoint those misalignments, understand their root and find flow and balance again with our favorite fun tools, of course, essential oils we will help you break down the connected thoughts and emotions that you may be feeling, but you might not be totally aware of. And we're also going to walk you through how we use the essential oils on body points to open up flow and shift our thinking and beliefs. We could geek out about this four days and we do, but in this series, we're going to keep it narrowed down to just these energy centers rather than doing a super deep dive on energy meridians and the 350-something points on the body from Chinese medicine.
0: This episode gives the basic breakdown of the Third Eye Center and its association with perception, intuition, imagination, wisdom, and the ability to think and make decisions. This ability to see everything clearly shifts our perspective so that we can see our own blind spots and understand ourselves in the context of the world around us. But in order to gain God's perspective or a kingdom big picture perspective, we first have to use it to see ourselves clearly.
1: So this center is closely tied to the pineal gland, which is found in the middle of your brain. It's like a teeny little, little pea-sized gland behind your eyes. And recently, some researchers claim that biologically, it's made up of many of the same components as your eyes, like an original eye. And that's why you've heard it called the third eye. That's actually the only, is there another name for this center? I think that's the only name. What are you doing over there? Knocking stuff down?
0: Yeah, it's just knock something over. <laughs>
1: um, I think, so that's why it's called the third eye, because um, it has a lot of the same, I think, receptors, light receptors as our actual eyes. Fun yeah. Back.
0: Remember when we were um, talking about this uh, a while back ago and the butterfly has that same, it's yes. like the antenna that leads it to the light. That's true. That's um, how the
1: um, butterflies that migrate, what are they called? The pretty orange and black ones. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I know this like the back of my hand and I can't remember it right now. How did you? The monarch, monarch. Monarch. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So that's how they navigate their path when they migrate is this little receptor. So, um, I always think of it as that, not a pleasing picture, but the big scary fish on Nemo, it's a little dangling light thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of it's like a little pineal gland hanging there on the end of his, whatever that is, <clears throat> but butterfly is a much better picture. <laughs> Nothing. Um, and so this is, it's been researched quite a bit. People are really curious about what this gland is there for, what it does, maybe what it used to do in like a previous, previously evolved version, you know, cause our, our minds and bodies are always, um, like evolving through generations. And
0: growing. Yeah. Depending, yeah.
1: Depending on what we're using and what we're not using. So there, there's a lot of curiosity about what this gland may have done more of in the past. Um, for example, not the pineal gland, but did you the amygdala? which is that part of your brain that responds to stress that a lot of our amygdalas here in America or, and or other really high paced stressful places, our amygdalas are bigger than maybe the amygdala was hundred years ago in the average person. That's crazy. Yeah. So like we're just, um, we've worked this super muscle for being attracted to and being triggered by stress. So the, the pineal gland is this gland that has really drawn a lot of curiosity about, what it's there for. Has it always, you know, done what it does now? Did it do more before? And then French philosopher, René Descartes, I think is how you say his name. He's French. Um, So I I don't pronounce French words. Well, he was alive from 1596 to 1650. So it was a long time ago. He referred to this gland as the seat of the soul. And he believed that it's where the soul and the body interacted where that, you know, mind and and thought and emotion and then physical actual matter body converged. And so we're basically a soul that is experiencing life through a body. So knowing how the two are connected is really important.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And it's kind of the vision and imagination center. So our senses are or can be connected to what the Holy Spirit is communicating to us. And all of this can be projected into a type of movie screen in our minds as our way of translating God's language into normal human language. So you've got the body, the nervous system, and the senses receiving cues and translating it into pictures or words in the mind.
1: And this is the center of dreams. So that that provides information to us. Dreams are very helpful. And also remembering them when we wake up. So it's believed that everybody dreams, but a lot of people don't think they do just because they don't remember them. The pineal gland converts serotonin into melatonin, which may be responsible for our circadian rhythms or our natural rhythms of waking and sleeping. And this center has so much to do with how we view life from the inside of our heads. And even our imagination that determines what we have the capacity to see and dream up and create in our lives, because we are creators.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as with all the other centers, it's pretty important to make sure the center is in balance. And then we have tools and ways to recognize that it is in balance. And so when you balance the third eye, you see life with clarity and optimism. Possibilities seem endless. So stepping forward is empowering and fun, not scary. You have strong intuition and insights and self-awareness and emotional balance.
1: The other side of this is if it's out of balance, you're gonna be feeling stuck. You have no imagination to see beyond your problems. You feel closed-minded and reject possibility and good outcomes. Like you just you, you feel that that resistance rise up in you. You may feel paranoid, victimized. You might be obsessed with your insecurities and you just cannot take that focus off of yourself to kind of turn the lens around and look at the world around you. You might feel anxious or depressed, cynical because you just can't handle that resistance of good things happening. And so you shut it down as fast as you can with the most negative things, thoughts and comments you can think of. And maybe just in general feeling unfocused, kind of like a brain fog that just sits right there in the front of your forehead.
0: Gosh, we have so many conversations with people that are struggling with those things
1: every day. Um,
0: Yeah. It's, you know, paranoia and being problem focused and feeling like a victim Um, and that cynical closed off to solutions. Um, You know, anything that looks like overextending energy to try to fix it Um, just shutting down, you know, any kind of solution Um, or maybe even shutting down and hoping God just fixes it. I mean, I've been there where it's like, oh, I just don't want to fight this anymore. If he'll just fix it and make it go away. Yeah. But, um, what is said is that when we're stuck there, we don't have any clue that we are the solution, that the ability to see solutions comes from optimism and believing in possibility, which requires letting go of a ton of an unnecessary worked up frantic energy. And gosh, that's so hard. So hard. Well, Yeah, the last thing we want to do is let go of what we've invested our thoughts and emotional energy into. Mark 12, 14 says, Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So you can't just hold on to the victim energy or shut down or, you know, any other kind of negative headspace and quote, believe that you have received it, quote, at the same time. It's that's an impossibility. It's just a contradiction. You can't you can't believe it and also doubt it.
1: They're they're two completely different mindsets, and you can you can be, you can be honest about how much of it you don't believe. Like God, mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to do this.
0: Yeah, help my unbelief,
1: but do it. Yeah, exactly. Right, I believe you, but help my unbelief. But it's you know it's there. I'm acknowledging it, but with everything in me that I can control, I'm telling you, I trust you, and I'm I'm open to the possibility, and I will walk forward in it and not shut down. And and, and I like the the t- the two year old, that's like fix it, fix it now.
0: And I also think though, so much of that requires that you know that God's for you and is going to fix it for your good. So you let down all the chess pieces that you're holding that you feel like Mm -hmm. he needs to make on your behalf. So it's that trusting that he's good and then believing that he's actually going to come through for you that, that, you know, if you're doubting that you, it's hard to receive.
1: Well, we mentioned the bigger um, in the beginning of the episode, the bigger perspective Mm Um, sometimes we can only see just our little piece of the picture. And we're so adamant that this one thing, like it just, it just needs this. This is the solution. I just need more money right here. And that'll fix everything. I just need this. And it's like, gosh, if you could see the big picture and what he's actually trying to lead you toward, um, I I was talking to someone last night and gave the scenario of like when you're little, or maybe even when you're big, um, if someone offers you this, like, I don't know, amazing, four-star chef prepared, um, I-, I can't even think of what, like, the fanciest, most fine, like, it's nourishing, it's it's just this amazing meal, or this, like, happy sweet, meal, like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, ho-ho ding-dong <laughs> cupcake thing, I mean, when you're a kid, you're going to go for the cupcake, and right. maybe even, maybe even some of us as adults, we're going to go for the cupcake, because that sounds like a, you know, quick sugar rush, feel good, taste yummy, um, it's like, God is preparing such good quality things for us. And sometimes we just want that like super quick, um, gratification. And so we don't see that bigger picture. And then that causes us to think he's not doing anything because we can't see what he's he's leading us into. So it really requires imagination to believe that you have received it, whatever the, it is that you asked for, that you believe for it requires letting go of desperate panic and shifting toward a place of gratitude as if it has already happened. So that gratitude is like imagining it's already here. Thank you, God. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you that you're always on top of it. Thank you that I don't have to worry about how you're going to do it. That is your job. And you know the best way for me and for the highest good of everyone in my life. And it just, it's not going to upset all these other things because you know how to weave everything together for my good, for, you know, for your grand, um, plan that's that's good for everybody. And remember the heart center and how important it is to knock down those heart walls because you can't really rest in that center of gratitude when you've got those heart walls squeezing mm-hmm. around your heart because you're using those for protection from pain from the past that hasn't been healed. And so when you let go of those heart walls and you settle into that place of gratitude and just really like relish in it, it also requires you to let go of trying to control the situation out of fear. And so it simultaneously takes you out of the position of your own self torture and puts you in like that seated on high places place where you, you see the good, you feel the good and you just get to enjoy life as God works it out for you.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So some physical signs of blocks in this area would be headaches, pressure in the forehead area, kind of behind the eyebrows blurry vision, or even dizziness and insomnia is also common because of the pineal glands role in converting serotonin into melatonin.
1: It's always nice to know, like, um, when you have that, you know, that sensation in your body, I can remember times in my life that I was really struggling through belief and trying to sort things out in my head. And I remember having that crazy headband pressure around my eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. And then, once you know whether it's in balance or out of balance, if you're needing some little help here, there are tools and resources to help you get that back into balance, um, to help you tap into that center to, to use that center the way it's supposed to be used. So the largest physical problem problem with the pineal gland is that it's found to be prone to calcification. So like little crystal, um, I forget what they said it's made of calcium chlora? I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to (laughs) attempt to name it, but it's these little (laughs) crystals that build up in our body and those can actually get actually gather around the pineal gland or the pineal gland and um, block its function. So this happens as a result of too much sodium fluoride is one reason, which there is fluoride in our tap water. It's a huge debate. Like doctors are like making sure that Kids are drinking tap water with fluoride, but then you got holistic experts saying, no, stop drinking the fluoride. Um, there are other ways to strengthen your teeth. Um, it's good to know that there are some foods that can counteract this, though. So if you feel like, oh man, I wonder if you know mine's calcified, there are foods and certain nutrition that is really good for targeting the health of your, of your pineal gland, seaweed because it's rich in iodine may help also kale spinach broccoli almonds oranges flax and sesame seeds and then any chlorophyll like green chlorophyll rich food and then also caffeine and organic chocolate are good for directly stimulating the third eye. So I think it's always cool to know when you read these lists of food that are good for different things in the body, it's like, this is the same list I feel that is on every list or the same, these are the same foods that are on every list. So like basically the foods that are healthy for the body are healthy for these weird little things like your, your pineal gland that helps you with your imagination, not just, not just balancing blood sugar or, you know, the typical health things we think of.
0: Yeah, I think that basically means we need to eat sushi and chocolate for lunch.
1: I can do it. I can do it.
0: <laughs> Two of my favorite things. Um, okay, so another great resource to help with balance function in this center is guided meditation. So typical meditation may not be so fun if you really struggling struggle with having cynical or paranoid thoughts. Um, it's nice to have a little guidance to frame it out in a positive direction. So if focus is a struggle for you or being still long enough to let the imagination play is hard, Um, It's nice to have some prompts. And so we love and use um, an app called Soul Time. It's an app with a series of guided prayer sessions or meditations that help you focus on a truth, but it also asks questions and leaves space and moments of silence for you to hear answers or see pictures. You know, kind of some space for that vision center of the mind to do its job.
1: I've gotten some of my most like memorable revelations during those sessions.
0: Yeah, it's really incredible how, um, how effective those sessions are for pulling things out of you that you just didn't even realize.
1: Yeah. Were the right. And like turning points of my life, the things yeah. that I've realized.
0: So, and of course, essential oils are our favorite fun tools for mind and body connection work. So some oils that help to stimulate the pineal gland in this center are, um, clary sage. So we would use that for emotional stability and clarity. Hawaiian sandalwood, because that's just a great oil for helping you feel grounded, but also connected to a higher perspective. Jasmine for stimulating the senses, black spruce for grounding, um, for better connection vetiver. Now this is a great one when you're wound really tight with anxious thoughts or to use before bedtime. If you struggle with waking up throughout the night, um, vetiver is one of those oils that I should use constantly. Um because I I tend to wind tight, but at the same time if I use it during the day, it kind of like zends me out too much. So, it's a great one for me to use at night.
1: That oil is like inception, like you go into thoughts about your yeah. thoughts about your thoughts with that oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <very> cool. <laughs>
0: um, I feel like yeah. I melt when I put it on.
1: Yes. You melt and then just like think weird thoughts about life. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh which I mean, that is, that is basically what we're talking about with the the pineal gland. We all need that. We all need to think thoughts about our thoughts. It's just, um, it's important for your health. Um, so you can apply any of these oils right to that third eye area, which is between your brow, but make sure to dilute because that skin is sensitive or it is on me. Anyway, you can also target the center via reflexology by applying it to the bottom of the big toe, sort of like the The top of the underneath of your big toe is where that reflex point is. You can just do a little Google pineal gland, P-I-N-E-A-L, reflex point. So in real life, when would you use these oils? When would you want to put these on? So maybe before you're working on a creative project or before your prayer and devotion and me time, when you really need to be able to be an observer of your thoughts and emotions and not just be, you know, tangled up in them. Um, At the end of the day to recenter and clear out cynical or negative thoughts. But in general, anytime you just want to see outside yourself or if you're feeling stuck in your head or you just you desperately want to see possibility and creativity move forward in a constructive way. Those are all good times to use it. It's good to just take survey Of all of these centers that we've been talking about, and decide which area you intentionally want to focus on. And so, if this vision centered part of your body feels like a big missing link for you, then just make it a daily practice to strengthen it through the nutrition that we've mentioned, through the essential oils that we mentioned. Just make them, you know, put them in a roller bottle, have them ready to go, and just put it on every day so you're not having to think about it to work it in, you know, as a daily practice. Something um, that is also really good for developing. The function of your pineal gland is anything that slows your mind down. So like those guided meditations that we mentioned and journaling, just the act of having to slow down and write your thoughts into words on paper. It slows that train of thought down and that is very meditative in itself.
0: Okay, and so we've got a 5ml roller bottle for you um, for this particular center of the body. And this roller blend is three drops of black spruce, three drops of clary sage, two drops of sandalwood, and two drops of jasmine. And you can put these in a 5ml bottle and then fill it with um, whatever, you know, carrier oil you prefer. We use the doTERRA fractionated coconut oil. And then you can roll it on the third eye. And you can do this every day, two, three times a day, if you want, just roll it right on the third eye. And that'll just help, um, really balance out the center.
1: Yeah. Just daily connection to that area. So Mm -hmm. if all of this interests you and, you know, maybe breaking down thoughts is something that you want more practice with understanding, um, how to take those thoughts captive and then trade them out for real truth. Because I can just tell you, if it's confusing, if it feels heavy, if it feels frustrating, if it feels like any of those things that stop you in your tracks and paralyze you or drag you down out of your happy place, they're not supposed to be in your head. They, it, It's normal. It's, it's common for it to pass through your head, but you're not supposed to have to live there. And so if you want to go deeper into that awareness and trading things out, You can get Val's guide for processing emotions with essential oils on her website, which is valpetty.com. And then I have a a guide. If you want to be more in tune with those body sensations, like, oh, you know, that headband of pressure around my forehead. I think I've had that before. I didn't realize it meant something. So you can get that that guide about reading body cues and releasing trapped emotions with essential oils on my website, which is rootedinlove.co.
0: Remember, you always have power, you always have choices. You're never really stuck. The life you want, the one you were created for, is right in front of you. Sometimes we all just need a few tools to help us see it.